0: I am Jay Crisp Crow, and this is Cup of Coffee. It has been percolated especially for copywriters, marketing pros, virtual assistants and anyone looking to write words that sell. It's delivered in slurpable sips, quick caffeinated shots of copy, branding and messaging ideas fast enough to consume before your coffee goes cold. Straight to your ears with a delicious brew of organically, sustainably, ethically and biodynamically grown copy tips and advice. Pop the kettle on and don't be latte. It's time for Cup of Coffee. Cup of Coffee. If you have fast car loving humans in your house like we do, you might recognize his name. Top Gear saw his entry into this house along with a new husband who brought with him two extra televisions into an abode that previously only had one and that TV was hidden away behind a cabinet and only brought out for special occasions like the Olympics thanks to Steiner early education schooling for my children and then we booted him out. Jeremy, not my husband, some years later, deciding he was an angry old white man who couldn't manage non-violent dialogue when his onset food went cold. People that throw hands usually don't get a second chance in his family. And then Clarkson's Farm came along. My daughter, who turned 18 this week, experienced her very first crush when she spotted Paul West on River Cottage. Oh, Wasn't that a delightful show? She was about 12 at the time and she spent days daydreaming about marrying Paul and raising organic pigs and dreamily talking about the way that he laughs, which was hilarious if you know her now, although her current love does resemble Paul a bit, and so started a family-wide obsession with farming shows enjoyed by all members of the Crisp Crow Nest, from smallest to wrinkliest. 2021, Jeremy got a bit more of a second look in at this house, via his farming show. And what the heck does this all have to do with copywriting? Well, the entire time I was watching Clarkson's Farm with the fam, I was mulling over that meme that offers up the concept you can pretty much do anything if you pretend you're a mediocre, middle-aged white man. And if Jeremy Clarkson can run a farm, my smart women can certainly write copy that makes them money. For starters, you are probably already better at writing things than old Jer is at raising sheep, right? Right? So you've got a bit of a head start. And not only that, I think that the show gave us a few things that we can utilise. We can have a look at what Jeremy did to subsidise his massive lack of knowledge and apply it to our own messaging and way of doing things. Here are a couple of things I think we can steal from Clarkson's Farm. The first thing is personal brand power. In the very last episode of Clarkson's Farm, we find Jeremy's pretty much not made any money from the farming itself which is not a huge shock for viewers after we witness him do things like drop hundreds of thousands of pounds on bits of engine things that he probably doesn't actually need, especially the ones that go a bit faster. Uh, and it did make me think about all of the AppSumo deals I've ever subscribed to, but today is not about spend shaming past me. So what does he make money from in the show that's not actually breeding or growing and then selling the produce what he makes money from is the farm shop in fact in one of my business groups a woman said that she sat in line for three hours in her car at the farm shop on Clarkson's farm just to buy a little something something from Clarkson's farm so what's that all about why do people want to do that that is about personal brand power Jeremy Clarkson is a brand so are you you're a brand, you may not have the pool he does yet. He had 7 million followers on something on Twitter and he tweeted about his farm shop and people came from far and wide, um, but he certainly wasn't whispering about hoping people might turn up to buy his farm stuff to himself when he launched the shop. Oh, no, he was posting about it all over his own social media accounts. Now, what was he offering Nothing special. It's the same stuff that all farm shops offer offer all over the world and a few extra potatoes besides. But did that stop him asking people to drive into the Cotswolds to buy his particular stuff? Not at all because he has the chutzpah of the mediocre middle-aged white man. In short, what I think we can take from Jeremy's use of personal brand power is use what you have got, which is you, to tell people how good your stuff is and that they should come and check it out. So many of us forget this. We just hope to ourselves that somebody will magically find us and buy our things and we don't do the hard yards of telling people how great it is and how great we are. So pretend you're Jeremy and do that. The second thing that he did really, really well was diversification. Now, the farm shop showcases this really smart thinking of diversification, which is offering more than one product or service to a different set of ideal customers or clients. And I bet that it would take you less than 10 minutes to think of an aligned but separate offshoot of your current business you could create to bring in a second stream of income from something you already do. Now, the answer probably isn't a television show because obviously that television show subsidized his massive lack and loss of the farm, but it could be something that's produced as a byproduct of what you already sell that is tasty for a totally different kind of customer. And I think, you know what, you can set yourself a challenge this week. What else do you have in your arsenal you could start selling this month that is a byproduct of something you already do? Still on the topic of the farm shop, because it really tickled me, this leads to my favorite example of smart copy and messaging through what I saw happening on Clarkson's farm. And that is number three, wicked smart messaging. Jeremy's shop in the Cotswolds is called the Diddley Squat Farm Shop. If you've been exposed to more than a minute of Jeremy himself, you can probably hear him saying that, which is why it's so good. It's bang on brand voice and it doesn't even promise something above average. It promises Diddly Squat. The Diddly Squat's farm shop has a homepage and that homepage copy offers the Diddly Squat farm shop is a small barn full of good, no-nonsense things you'll like. We do not, for example, sell kale which gave me a bit of a giggle. I really liked it. The real genius, however, is in the advertising and packaging copy. Jeremy sells candles and the copy on his candles, the packaging copy, is loosely inspired by the stuff that old fluffy Gwyneth sells via Goop. The candles are branded with this phrase, this smells like my bollocks, in bold font, Loud and proud. Okay, so if you're a candle maker in a massive saturated market, which you absolutely are if you're a candle maker, you're in a a heavily saturated, very overdone um, market to compete against. I'm not suggesting that your packaging copy be offensive or rude, but there is certainly something in packaging messaging so completely on brand, it couldn't possibly be mistaken for someone else's, which I think is a lesson that we can all consider regardless of what we're selling, whether it's product or services. The milk is like. Labeled cow juice, the honey is labeled bee juice, uh, which would totally have me buying it and keeping the bottle because I'm easy to amuse. The fourth thing that Jeremy does really well in Clarkson's farm is he has the most amazing team he might come across as a bit of a turtle but if you rate him by the collective smarts of the team he chooses to help him manage the 100 acre farm he suddenly finds himself head of he's the smartest man alive in fact I challenge anyone who doesn't agree Caleb is the star of this television series if you're trying to run an 100 acre anything even 100 square centimeters of thinking space in your own brain without help it's going to feel impossible Every single fantastic businesswoman I know, regardless of her seven-figure status, is enjoying her business success because she has a squad. It doesn't matter what you sell. It doesn't matter if you're bootstrapping. It doesn't matter if you're scaling. If you don't have some kind of a team that you can call on to outsource to and bounce ideas off or ask for straight-up advice, you are drowning in late seasonal rain with your wheat rotting. And no one wants rotting wheat especially in their mind field. So get yourself some good people, people. Pay them or trade them to be part of your squad. That's pronto. That has to happen now. The fifth thing that this series showcases really well is the power of behind the scenes. If this feminist-fueled family can set aside and consider the forgiveness to the point that we would watch Jeremy Clarkson blunder and muck up his way through another television show simply because of the interest of watching him do exactly that? I reckon he's probably clawed back more than a couple of old viewers of his stuff since the incident with the producer first hit the news. Because we are humans and we want to know you. We want to know what you love. We want to know what you stand for. We want to know what you struggle with. We're nosy and we're curious and we crave connection, especially since... The COVID thing happened. And if you're only showing us the highlight reel, what happens is we just won't feel like we can resonate with you because we know that we are messy as all get out and you won't seem relatable and real at all. So I might not like Jeremy Clarkson's MO. I'm not even sure. I like Jeremy Clarkson, which is really interesting because I wrote a whole blog about it. And now I've turned it into a podcast episode. But I sure know that I like Clarkson's Farm as an example of what can be achieved with if we set aside the 100 acres, the fame, and the TV series money involved. What he brings is personal brand, clever diversification, an amazing brand voice, so on brand, a cracking team and letting your viewer see a little of your behind the scenes action. If we are going to have to let him back into our family screens, the least he can do for me is to help smart women like you figure out what you can take from his show and use it to your own advantage. And I feel like in this way, we're making older a step in the rising tide of revolutionary women leaders with brilliant messaging. And I can cope with that. Today's Cup of Coffee is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Brand Voice Development Workbook. For less than a pub lunch, this workbook will take you through building a word bank, writing brand and benefit statements so you can compel folk to read more of your website, and a series of helpful ideal client questions, the ones actually relevant to helping you write your copy. Use the code Podcast to get 15% off your Brand Voice Development Workbook at crispcopy.com.au forward slash online copywriting courses. Spresso your gratitude by rating and reviewing this show on iTunes. And don't forget to forward to your coffee-chugging, word-nerding friends. Subscribe right now so you don't miss a shot. Okay, no more procrastinating. Go on, try that new thing. All right, enough with the coffee puns. Affogato oh it.